Welcome home. As you listen to New Life the Fort, may you continue to experience the fullness of joy, life, and Christ in the days ahead. So there's a few things out there. The most important thing that you guys will see. And you know, I share this with you guys every year. The look is different, but the ministry is the same. All right? And I like what you said. Change is good. See, sometimes I don't want to change. And I like to change. Shut up. Okay? Come on, man. See, the only, everybody says they want to change, but the only one that really likes change is a wet baby. Nobody else likes change. Okay? Change the look. Uh, pretty exciting. Uh, you'll have an opportunity today to take one of our kids, and we've got all kids from the Philippines. Wouldn't it be great? And I know this is you guys' heart, and quickly it's becoming mine. I've been in the Philippines now for 17 years. Uh, we've seen this thing grow. We've seen it expand. We have 56 partner churches that work with Metro from all over the islands. And this is an opportunity, guys, for you to take one kid. I'm not going to ask you to change the country. I'm not asking you to change Manila. I'm asking you to take one kid, just one, just one, that needs an extraordinary amount of help and say, I, I can be that one person that makes the difference in that kid's life. You guys know my story. When my mother left me on the street corner, anybody could have picked me up. I sat there for three days. This was in the 60s in America. Very different time in American history. Anybody could have picked me up. Gang member, drug dealer, pedophile. And had one of those people picked me up, guess what? I wouldn't be standing in front of you today. Oh, and let me take it one step further. If anyone else would have picked me up, 253,000 would not have heard the story of Jesus Christmas week. But one man stopped. Look at me. One man. Ordinary Christian. Ordinary Christian. His own kid was dying, but he still stopped. He was not wealthy. He did not buy me a new set of clothes, although I needed them. He did not pay my way to college, although that would have been nice. But he got me some food I hadn't eaten for those three days. Made some phone calls, five hours. Five hours after this meeting on the street corner, he's loading me in a church van, sends me to a Sunday school camp. I'd never been to church in my life. I heard the story of Jesus and it clicked. And I've never looked back. I said I'd never look back. Never look back. That's what this is. You will have a chance today. This is the practical, we've used the word demonstration a lot today. I was talking with Pastor Paul. And I said, you know, it's, we like to describe Jesus. He's this, he's that, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh. I get it. All the things Jesus is, can do, I get it. The world has heard all the descriptions of Jesus. Would you agree? Where's hurting? Okay. They see pictures, especially here. It's kind of a predominantly Catholic country, right? So they've heard all the stories about Jesus. They've heard his description, 
But what they need to see is a demonstration of who Jesus really is in you, in me, in this church, and let the love of Christ not be talked about, but demonstrated in a very real, practical way. That's why this place is packed. That, that's because some of you are a living demonstration of who Jesus really is and who he can be. This is that flip side of that whole thing, guys. This is the opportunity to not just tell somebody Jesus loves them, but to actually live it out and demonstrate that. It's 700 pesos a month because they're all kids from the Philippines. You can be as involved in their life as you choose to be. Our metro office is right here in Manila. So we have this unique connection that we can provide you guys to keep track of your sponsored child. And if you ever wondered, does this like really make a difference? Because I know you hear stuff, you see things, and you go, eh, does it really, does it really make a difference? Let's, uh, you know, bring those lights back down, guys. Because I want to show some stuff up on the screen here. Uh, if you can bring the lights down, please. Because as we look at these pictures, which we're going to by faith in five. This, uh, this little girl here is called Cherry Ann. Uh, that's her mom. These folks live in the North Cemetery. Now, I'm not here to embarrass you, but I'm going to ask what would appear to be a provocative question. So I'm going to ask, I don't know how many of you have ever spent time in the North Cemetery. Uh, you know, there's over a thousand people that live in the cemetery as squatters. Okay? Now, my, my gut tells me, and my 50 years of doing this in ministry tells me, many of you, even though it's right here in your own city, Never been there, have you? No. Go with our team members. Talk to them at the end of the service. Take, what day do we go out there? Fridays? Friday. We go Friday. Okay, read, then stand up. Stand up, stand up. You'll see these two ladies, these lovely middle-aged ladies. Okay? These guys, these guys are amazing. They really are. They're tremendously, and the whole team that's representing Metro. Thank you, girls. Uh, stop by, talk to them. Find out what the schedule is. Go on a Saturday. See what's going on. If you sponsor a kid, go visit your sponsored kid. Come on, guys. Okay? This takes a little bit of time. Last year, we had a sponsor who sponsors Cherry Ann come visit her from Singapore. Okay? I speak in Singapore quite a bit. So the sponsor comes, and see, they live. These are all the tombs. They live, see, and this is what irritates me. I can't explain this. Pictures don't do it. It just doesn't. It's all I got, so it's all I can do. That's why I need you guys to go. Catch this. Touch it. Smell it. Be around it. Let the Holy Ghost grab you by your throat and let you see what's here in your own city. All right? So, uh, give me another picture back there, guys. Let's see what the next one is. So I saw the ladies looking at Cherry Ann, and I thought, what are they looking at? And one of them said, Pastor Bill, you need to come here and look at us. Give me the next one. 
Okay, give me the next picture, guys. Uh, if you have little kids here, just put their head down if you don't want them to look at it. They're uncomfortable with that. Uh, like I said, I don't apologize for this, folks. This is real life. See, you can go to a movie with all kinds of blood and guts or a video game where people get blown up. See, but you don't handle real life well. That, that's part of Christians. <laughs> they don't do real life very well. I understand that. She was born without an anus. So what they've had to do, they cut this hole, they take a tube once a week, stick the tube in there, drain her, but they don't seal it up. They stick a little bandage on there. So this thing is constantly infected. The sponsor doesn't know this until when we were there last year. At this time, we're looking at this. We're looking for the first time at this like you are right now. Okay? And the sponsor says, Pastor Bill, we got to do something. So let's get to it. See, that's what the urgency does. You get close to the... Remember, remember Thomas, he never understood the resurrection, never made sense until when? Until he touched the wounds, my God, until he touched the wounds in the body of Christ. When you touch the wounds in a little child who's not going to make it unless somebody does something. No insurance here. You guys know this. They live in the cemetery. Okay. So what's the options? Not a lot. Give me the next picture, guys. The sponsor immediately said, we need to get to work. She went back to Singapore, made some contacts. I talked to a couple of my supporting churches in Singapore. We got a surgeon said he'll do the operation for free. An anesthesiologist, Christian, said, I'll give my services free. Two nurses said they'll jump in. Thank God for Christians. Come on. Give God a praise. Thank God for Christian people. They come together. Not just, they see the need. The need becomes the call, and everybody moves. That's the power of partnership. That's why we partner Metro New Life. Partners all over. See, that's how this works. So it's not about who's doing what. It's not about whose name is on what. It's about let's come together and make a difference in a generation. That's what this is. So we get her to the hospital, getting ready to do the operation in Singapore. Well, lo and behold, you guys know how this goes. They get her there, find out that, is there, is there another picture there, guys? She, they get, did all the x-rays. And then what, what else is next, guys? Give me another. Yeah. Her lungs were filled with worms, uh, just like this, because she lives in the dump, picked up parasites, sucked them in, her lungs are filled, so now it's going to take three weeks to get that done. So now it's delayed. Give me another picture, guys. The surgeon comes up, and uh, the day, finally, her lungs are clear, they're getting ready to uh, do the operation. Everybody's praying. This is not going to be an easy operation. This is a tough one, okay? Because they gotta, they've got to go in. And actually, uh, what's the word to even use? They have to reconstruct her whole insides so she can go to the bathroom. It's, it's crazy. What else you got, guys? Give me a... Uh, so, uh, mother's there. Uh, she's in recovery room. Everybody, It's like 10 hours. 
right, Ning? About 10 hours in the operating room. That's a lot for a little kid. That's a lot to be out, okay? Mother's praying. We're all praying. But uh, I'm thrilled to say, give me another one, fellas, if you will. Uh, she came out of the operation, came out of recovery. That's the first time I ever seen her smile. But, uh, yeah, you can give the Lord a praise. Uh, give me that last picture, guys. And on the way home on the plane from Singapore back to here. Uh, and uh, we had her today in the service in Alabang. We got her mother and her a little dress, got them up on the platform with Pastor Herbie, gave a testimony. And see, I wanted to do that today so the people can see. I wanted you to see this today so you could see. This, my friends, is the power of partnership. What chance would that kid have had? Absolutely zero. We went back to the tomb where they live on Saturday, Friday, on Friday, when the team goes there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain this. I think that's why I'm... Don't ever wonder why I'm like I am. Okay, people that were... Why is he always kind of edgy? You want to know why I'm kind of edgy? You just saw it. This is what I do, folks, all over the world. So don't wonder why I'm like I am. Somebody has to get angry enough to say, we're going to make a difference. I don't know if you've ever been angry enough at a social injustice, enough to do whatever it takes. I have. This is my world. Okay? Welcome to my world. Let's see, this isn't my country. This is your country. So if something's going to change here, it's going to take all of us together. I'll do what I can do, but I need all of you to come together. And that's, that's what's making the difference. So anyways, the team will be back there. We'll be around as long as we need to be. Again, 700 a month, whatever you can do. Some of you, if you can't do one by yourself, get together. If you've got a cell group, get a cell group together. Let a cell group sponsor one. Maybe there's a businessman here that can take on two or three. I don't know. I don't know who's here. But there's somebody here that can make a difference. Pastors, thank you again for letting us share this. All right? So uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'll see you at the back when the ministry is done today. Thank you. I want you to get your Bible out quickly. And I want you to open to the book of Mark. The book of Mark. If you don't have a Bible, slip over next to a Christian. They'll have one. And, and you can look on with them. Hold it open for just a few moments. Because before I get into the message, I want to talk for a few moments about what happened to me in October. Many of you already know. Uh, I know you were praying. I appreciate it. Uh, I went to Syria uh, in the war zone to do medical work and uh, check out a potential Sunday school ministry there. Bring me that. The uh, Israeli army picked us up at the Tel Aviv airport, escorted us in. It's an old Israeli military camp uh, back from the Yom Kippur War. It's only known as Camp 116. That's all I can tell you because it's still a classified 
location. So I can't give you any more detail of what I'm going to give you today. Give me another picture, guys, if you will. Uh, it's surrounded by landmines. Once we are put inside the camp, you don't go out until the army comes in and extracts you. So we're in the camp trying to do what we... Give me another one, fellas, if you will. That's an aerial drone shot of the camp. The road at the top is the main entrance road, and then this road at the bottom. In the mornings at 9 o'clock, people from different villages over there would bring children uh, on flatbed trucks and just drop them off for us to try to help. Um, there was one little boy, the mother brought him, and he had a piece of shrapnel from a barrel bomb that had cut off a piece of his hand. And the mother picked up the piece of his hand, put it in a paper bag, brought it with her son to me, and said, can you help my son? Don't wonder, guys, when I'm like I am. Please don't. Okay? Everybody okay? You all doing all right so far? Okay. So we bring them into the two white tents, try to determine what their needs are, and then put them in the black tents, some for eyes, some for teeth, uh, some for internal. That black spot above the top white tent, that's where I got shot. Uh, I was a Russian sniper from about 50 yards out. He had a 308 caliber uh, sniper rifle, which is close to being like an elephant gun. It has one, one purpose, and that's to kill. Uh, give me another picture, guys. Let's see what we got. Um, I got shot. They took me to the bunker. These are bulletproof, bombproof bunkers that the Israelis made when they got the camp. Uh, they drug me in there. The Israelis came to figure out what to do next. Give me the next picture. I had my bulletproof vest on. Fortunately, the vest, it caught the bullet. Give me the next picture, guys. It, but it went through the outside vest, hit one of the metal plates inside the vest, broke the plate, piece of metal went inside, busted my lung, poked a hole in my right lung, knocked me forward, hit my head on some rocks, fractured my skull right here. That was my fifth concussion. So the Israelis got the helicopter, is, uh, airlifted me to Jerusalem, was overnight there, and then on to London. But give me another picture, guys, if you can. The, uh, the army, when they picked me up, pulled a bullet out of the vest. Uh, that's, you can see that when it hit the vest, those bullets are made that when they make contact, they open up, they flare. So when they're going through something, they're ripping apart everything that they come in contact with. I had the vest on, but I had a shirt on over the vest because it was cold, it was at night. If the sniper would have seen the vest, there would have been a headshot and that would have been the end of it. But by the grace of God. All right? So that's the size of the bullet next to the shekel. Give me another shot, guys. Got another picture, if you will, please. One of the papers in Europe uh, covered it. Said he thought that uh, because I got shot, that I would not be able to continue getting Christmas gifts and preparing for Operation Holiday Hope. That's our biggest evangelistic outreach of the year, where 
uh, so many kids that never go to church will have an opportunity to get a Christmas gift, hear the story of Jesus, and accept him as their personal Savior. So we put the word out, sent emails, everything was happening, and uh, we had more support than we would have ever imagined all across Asia. And because of that, we were able to get a gift for every child. We had over 10,000 first-time decisions for Jesus during that time, and they said 200. This was done before the final over 253,000 heard the gospel, and you guys were a part of it, and you need to give God a praise. You're part of this thing, guys. You are part of what God is doing through Metro World Child. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media or visit us at newlifethefort.com. Thank you.